No, it's not real. You breathe much air and fake, fake burp. I watched you fake burp. I watched you breathe air in. It doesn't matter. A burp's a burp, homie. It's a fake burp. You can't just you can't falsify a burp. What is this? A bunch of Biden votes? Too soon. Too soon. Are we starting this out right now? Okay, we're already recording. By the way, I know, I know, I know. We are, and I'm totally standing behind what I say. Trump faked a bunch of votes. Let's. Here's the deal. From here on out, we can't talk about anything. Politisex. <laughs> about that talk about that my microphone smells like my asshole. i would rather you do that for the entirety of this podcast i voted for turd sandwich <laughs> oh man for those of you listening to us on itunes this is your sneak preview that was logan's ass she's my butthole prefaced by hey. my mouth uh, mm, james jables is texting me getting it all set up do you know how to relay have you talked to him about relaying info i texted him the information for the meeting id and password this really needs. cool cool join our meeting in 15 minutes that's how i told him love you love period you XOXO, your friend Logan, parentheses, better friend than Rye. And confidant. Perfect. Cool. So uh, we actually, we can preface this before we preface this to our iTunes listeners at home or Podbean, Bean, Beanstalk, Jack and the Beanstalk, Banter, Bruce Banner, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Brooke Hogan, whatever happened to her. So Today we have a very fun episode scheduled. We have a yes. ton of stuff planned, a lot of fun events, but we can't get into it until Rye goes live on Facebook. For some reason, he's taken forever to do this, which is so aggravating to me. It's weird because we're live right now. Oh, you just, you literally it. just went live and then did the imp- impressed at your own self face. <clears throat> like, well, I did it. Mm-hmm. I can't mm. believe I accomplished such a <laughs> difficult task. You are live with Clapped Out. This is Logan Clamp and Rye Tarrant coming to you from... North Kentucky and Carolina. Carol, yeah. Carol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, my name's Ryan. I'm good at stuff and things. At stuff and things? Stuff and things. And like stuffed peppers? Stuff and things. I'm a Ooh, um, am- amateur taxidermist. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that about me. Actually, I do know that about you. I woke up in the middle of the night in a hotel room and you're trying to stuff me full of yeah, never let's move on kind of that. Yeah. So what's new, buddy? Buddy. Buddy. What's new, buddy? How you doing, buddy? Today was a rough day for the entire country, Rye. Are we going can we Why not? do you have no faith in me? Do you have no faith in me? <laughs> like you think immediately the first thing I'm gonna do is bring up the election? Is that what you think I'm gonna do? <laughs> That's exactly what you just did. I was I said we today was a rough day for the entire country. What do you mean? <laughs> A lot of things could have happened today. Like people tune to turn and tune into to turn us. up, tune in to turn up. Yeah. They, they, they tune in to turn up and tune out what is going on in the real world. And I feel like we owe it <laughs> to these people to Stop. not Stop. I know. go down that rabbit hole. The only reason I even like allude to bringing up election stuff is because I watched the grimace on your face and not grimace like the dope McDonald's character, the grimace like the right doesn't like the way this is going so you're speaking of mcdonald's you're younger than me did you ever get a chance to play on like the legit mcdonald's playgrounds remember when they had the hamburglar jail where you had to crawl 
Yeah. Did you get to play on those? Here's a little, here's a historical lesson for you, Robert. I have played on those, in those, around those, inside of them many a time. <laughs> Back in the day, here's a little, this is a fun factoid. Did I already talk about uh, McDonald's and Armor All and my dad? No. Go oh. on. <laughs> Everybody strap on and strap in. Mainly strap on. So, are we live on Facebook? Because I don't see it live on my feed. Are we on your personal page right now? No, we are live on Facebook, I assure you. I mean, can we admit that maybe sometimes I should double check you on those things? I, no, that's, you're <laughs> completely validated in your Thank concerns. You, it's a very appreciative situation. So, back in the day, um, I don't know what year it was. I'll have to look up the incorporation of Armor All. When was Armor All founded? Keep talking, I'll look. The year was 1976. <laughs> so uh, my dad was working in California for a studio that was doing the interiors and the interior design for back in the day, McDonald's would have theme restaurants. So you would go to like a dinosaur themed McDonald's and you'd sit inside a brontosaurus's asshole and you'd eat your cheeseburger. <laughs> or you... <laughs> I assume, like, I don't know. I was like, it's just a pure I speculation. Know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about because that was my childhood and I loved it. That's why you in... wanted to go to McDonald's. <laughs> dined in. Nobody so, wants to dine in anymore. So uh, my dad's working for this place. I think it was called Dodd's Design, if I remember correctly. He's working for this company out in California and he is doing all the interior design for these theme restaurants. And he's working hand in hand with Ray Kroc. If you guys know who that is, it's the dude, the McDonald's guy. Uh, they did the movie Founder, I think it was called. I did anyway, a book report in seventh grade on Ray Kroc. On Crockles, yeah. yeah. So they're building these like intricate um, play places and restaurants. And there's like dinosaur theme, train theme. You could sit inside a caboose and like eat your burger. And he's working with this dude. And they're using this glue and this adhesive to adhere all like the backing pads to the... Um, to the, the booths and all that stuff and the chair tops and they're using this adhesive and they come back after a couple of days, let it set. And it's creating this like gross film. That's like, imagine, you know, you put gasket maker on a water pump and you bolt it up and it oozes out the sides. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, but it's not tacky. It's not sticky. It's just like this, whatever from under cheese. And <laughs> this dude is, is literally taking this from under cheese and he's putting it in buckets and he calls my pops over. He's like, Terry, take a look. And he takes this from under cheese and he starts wiping it on the leather and it's shining the leather up real good. And my dad's like, that's, that's pretty cool, man. And he's like, man, I think we have something here. And my dad's like, cool. What anyway, what's up? What do you need? And he's like, give me a million dollars. I don't remember how much he wanted. I'll give you half of the company or however much it was. I'm totally paraphrasing all this. Give me X amount of money and let's do this. And my dad's like now, but I'll make you a logo because my dad's an artist. So if yeah. you look up, if you Google the original Armorall logo, Google it real quick and pull it up. Um, I did find that Armorall was founded in 1962. So pull up the original logo. 1962 Armorall logo. Let's see what we got. No, not 1962. Just put original Armorall logo. So Viking with like a hammer over his. He's holding up a shield like uh, yeah. th like in 300. Hold on, let me share the screen here. Original. yeah yeah keep running your mouth yeah it's him all right so this now you dickhead yeah far left click on that this one Top left yeah click on it the patch yeah sick that's a terry tarrant design right there boy your dad designed the original armor logo yeah and honestly like they got bought out by somebody and 
I, again, I'm paraphrasing the entire conversation concerning what happened there, but that's, if you, are you friends with my dad on Facebook? Probably not. No, not yet, but so, after this, I'm going to be. So that's his, <laughs> that's, that's his design. Uh, and again, like I could, I'm totally speculating on how much, like if he said buy-in, I'm just assuming my dad decided not to because he's a poor decision maker like me. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, another little tangent on that. They're sitting in a boardroom and Ray Kroc is like, man, we need people to like, we need servers. And my dad's like, just make people throw their own shit away. And he drew a little box and said, thank you. And you dump your own trash. And he's like, what about this? This would be cool. Your dad originated the thank you trash can. Look, my dad could be lying out his ass, but I don't know why he'd lie about making a trash can. <laughs> it's a weird thing to so, lie about. I used to tell the, like, just tall fucking tales. Um, you know the song, Owner of a Lonely Heart? I don't even know who sings it. Owner of a Lonely Heart. Yeah, and then, you know, in the intro, there's, like, this keyboard breakdown. And it's like, bam. So. <laughs> that was your dad. <laughs> I, no, it wasn't my dad, but I used to tell people that was my dad. Like, my dad was friends with the band, and he was doing, like, copious amounts of cocaine in the studio. And oh, he just, amazing. like, he just smashed the keyboard and went, and everyone was like, we need to put that on the album. And I can't tell you how many people over the past 20 years have bought into that. Yeah. And they'd be like, dude, this is your dad's song. And I forget that I tell this person. I'm like, what are you talking about? I even went so far as to convince my wife of this. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, she was like, that's crazy. And I missed out on like the perfect, it would have been a long term joke. She just, she just commented and said, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I good. missed out on like the perfect long term jokes. Like I was like, everything I just told you was a complete fabrication. Hey. You're a dickhead, but, dude. We already talked about the armor all thing. There's people saying deja vu in the comments. You let me tell that story twice, you dick. No. I don't know. Two people have said deja vu. Groundhog's Day. Mm. Estella raises her hand. I assume that's to slap me. I don't recall the armor all. Should I call my dad and ask him if we told that story? Uh, yeah, call him up. Let's go. It's one time. We got 11 minutes. No, we got six minutes before. Ever tell you about the time my dad drank my pee in front of me? Yes, you did on, on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to uh, leave. Uh, so anyone that's here right now, I'm not going to tell the rest of that story. Just know that my dad's a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was apple juice. Yeah. Anybody wondering? Yeah, that's what he told me. He's just a weird guy. Uh, today, we have a special guest joining us in a little while here. His name is Jables Tall. Yep. Jack San Jimmy. Old Jubilation Lee. James Hall from uh, the Cletus McFarland channel, YouTube channel fame. Uh, James also Gibson. known as the star of the show. Yes. The, the best looking person on that entire show. So we met James originally. Actually, Ryan and I met each other in, in person at, in a hotel room, if you must know. Yeah, yeah. And it was hot and heavy. I bought uh, you a little, this is not a fabrication at all. I bought you a warm glass of milk. I feel like that's true. It is. <laughs> I, do. I was like, hey, I'm going to sit down. We're going to get some drinks. You're like, yeah, give me a, a warm glass of milk. I was like, bet. And we sat down. And then you sat down. And you're like, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. And Jasmine was like, don't let him drink this. Oh, I did. I like, did I chug it? Was it a good was, time? Yeah. I was like, I paid for it. He better fucking drink it. I do drink. I do drink whatever's put in front of me. It's a problem. Like if I'm going to, I shouldn't say this on the podcast because 61 people are listening. And if any of those people are at the bar with me, <laughs> Like Cooper, fucking Cooper. Oh. oh, Cooper Baghetti. What a dickhead. 
Blue, the Blue Hurricanes. Oh, I love him. I love that guy so much, and I hate him so much. I love hating him because he tried to kill me at PRI. The man, every time I finished a drink, he'd be like, already done? And he'd hand me another <laughs> one. Must be nice to be 22 again. And, and James, no, not James. Gary did the same thing. Yeah. James wasn't there when we were no, there. James, James wasn't friends with us. So uh, let's flash it back. Rybert and I were at Z-Max Dragway for a streetcar takeover, and we were, it's the first time we met in person. We started our romance as a pen pal situation. Do you, do you remember when we met? It was literally in the rain. It was so pouring down out. rain. I'm backing my car off the trailer in just swim trunks. That's it. Like, so attractive. Just, just board shorts, no shirt on. He pulls up, it's pouring down rain, and we run to or, towards each other like, I don't know what, picture a romantic movie, and jump into each other's arms on the spot. Like, we've been friends our whole life. Yeah, it was really good. Also, Estella just commented in, in the uh, comment section, and it's really hard for me to hold my tongue because there's a lot of mean stuff I want to say, but for the, just for the sake of your at-home life, I'm going to just keep my mouth shut. Payback for what? For me telling her I was going to celebrate Trump winning the election and her hanging up on me. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what that's payback for. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's what it's for. But like, and continue also, on. Let's talk just about Just so things. you know, Stella, my dad's biggest accomplishment was squirt me out of his fun sack and making me. So <laughs> just as a heads up, seven up, that's number one accomplishment. Just as a heads up. So like, I am, I am the best. Hundreds so. of thousands of other potential candidates, but Logan was the one that made it. <laughs> so many more qualified sperms. And I was like, what's that over there? And then I just jumped into the egg. <laughs> Naive, ignorant sperms. So, uh, <laughs> streetcar takeover, North Carolina. Yes, Ryan we, and I meet. We embrace each other in a hotel parking lot. I race Cletus first round of stick shift suit, shootout, and I get my butthole blown out. Cletus breaks his idler pulley. And the the following 10 minutes is James and myself and you are filming and taking pictures like you normally do, like a union worker. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we tore my car apart so Garrett could make the next round and take parts off my car and race against people that I rode there with. <laughs> like, why are you – we're racing against him. Why are you helping? I'm like, well, you know, James yeah. got a little YouTube stardom, you know on maybe it'll be on camera yeah i remember i said something and you're like how many subscribers do you have and i was like i said that to you yeah i was like never mind were we not doing clapped out together yet yeah we were no not yet i was still it was still bull city speed oh yeah before i carefully tactically yes took the victory took over <laughs> i took over <laughs> oh man but that's where we first met james that i can recall i don't even it's one of those like organic bro ships that just kind of developed and blossomed. Yeah. He's not a hard dude to get along with. No, not at all. I'm not, I'm just going to fill the air. It's going to be all me. You can follow up on that. Like I don't, I said, no, not at all. Okay. No. Let's play a game. Oh. What's your favorite uh, facial feature that James has? Cause we'll say at the same time, one, two, three, go. His eyes, eyes, his, his blue eyes. eyes, blue eyes, yes. brown hair, blue eyes. Blue eyes. Kidding me? kidding me? Just, melts me i just get lost in them all right we're quickly losing steam here because i think everybody (laughs) disagrees with our anyway the point of this podcast is not to talk about how attractive james is but how attractive james is yes and and just 
what like what a solid dude the guy is. Like he really he is, has man. absolutely zero reason to come on this podcast supporting anything that we do. And yet he still finds the time to back us up every chance that he gets. Anyway, here is he, he is. Is he here? Is he here? Is he here? Is he here? Ladies and gentlemen, James Jackstan Jimmy Tall is there here. he is. There's the man, James Jackstan Jimmy Tall. Come on down. I actually I kind of like him looking at the camera, not knowing <sighs> what to do. He's saying, boo. He's like, here. Now, if I listen, there he is. What's up, man? I couldn't hear you at first. Now I can hear you. There he is. Dude. He's rapping? Yes, sir. Uh, I greatly appreciate you um, sporting the shirt in the most recent video. We really need to send him updated threadulars. We need to get him some stuff. I will make that happen manana. That's Spanish for... Six the, day after, the day after today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Jackstan Jables McTalski. How are you doing, sir? Good. I'm doing great. Good. We have a lot of personal questions to ask, so I'm going to start off the top. Are you wearing underwear? Uh, still am, yes. I haven't been home long enough to take them off yet. <laughs> All right. That's the only question I had. Rye, you're up. <laughs> are you tired of working on Crown Victorias yet? <laughs> I don't think the amount of fun I have with them, you can never be tired of working on them. <laughs> How many is it now at this point? Yeah. It's, it's a lifestyle. You know, you, you work on them to destroy them, to get more, to work on them, work to destroy them. those. It's a, like a revolving door of just fun. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. I can't yeah. imagine. So what is, uh, like, you guys got what coming up? Uh, when is uh, Cletus and Cars? When is that coming up? So we have uh, Lamolets before Cletus and Cars, but that's, that's um, what I was referring to. I apologize. Yeah, that's the 14th. So not this weekend, but the following weekend, we're having our pay per view event, uh, 2.4 hours of Lamolets, where it's a two driver, one car heat style race. And then the following weekend, we have uh, Cletus and Cars at Bradenton. Can I just say that we feel kind of cheated out of the fact that you whoa, guys whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't the- throw me, don't throw me in this. I don't feel <laughs> cheated at all. I, f- I feel like we were the originators of the two driver thing. You know, we we don't. kind of threw this out there, and then you know, mm-hmm. it's a- yo, don't listen to him, Jables. Okay, <laughs> I have no problem with it at all. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I just there- want to be strapped to the roof of one of those things for one of these races. <laughs> Hey, there'll be more times and more opportunities. You guys will get in on one. Don't okay. worry. We are ready, willing, and able. Well, Logan may not be able, but I'm ready and willing. Why would I not be able? I'm younger, more virile, attractive. I'm vascular. I got great upper body strength. Can you define vascular for us? My wiener's crazy veiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, the, <laughs> the Lamullets. It's going to be pay-per-view event, and uh, so I guess it's only it's like ten bucks only, right? It's not that expensive. If you buy it before the day of the event, it's nine ninety-five. The day of, it's fourteen ninety-five. But there's also a promo going where you can spend money buying parts that you need on Summit Racing, and it'll give you a free code to, to watch yeah. Lamolas. It's if you spend fifty bucks at Summit Racing, you get a free code, right? Yeah, which I've- who doesn't? for the parts exactly yeah. any car guy on the fucking planet right now can figure out how to spend 50 dollars at summit i guarantee you every every car guy out there has two fittings right now that don't match the rest of their fittings because they're <laughs> in a bind 
go buy those two fittings to make the rest of your Andrew Bay yeah. match for $50 off the summit and you get yeah. your free ticket. Get rid of the red and blue and change it over to black mm-hmm. anodized and you're done. Yeah, 100%. I have a very specific question for you involving the Le Mole race. Who, what you got? Who do you want to wreck first? <laughs> there's got to be there's got to so, be someone you want to just T-bone. Uh, I mean, we're having, you know, Alex Bowman's coming and he's racing in the race. I mean, how epic would it be to just have somebody, not saying anybody, just somebody just lap three pit maneuver him into the infield? I mean, is I that mean, that'd just be epic? Is that payback for the first one? What happened to the first no. one? Uh, I was I, I was doing pretty good in the first one. Yeah, you I had were. a pretty solid car. And then a lot of people weren't like paying attention to cautions or knew how to round ground race. So there's a lot of confusion. And then I ended up getting pit maneuvered and breaking a tie rod end on a caution. Like there's not supposed to be no bumping during yeah. a caution, but got pit maneuvered on a caution, broke my car, got fired up, had a great helmet toss. Yes. And then uh, came back out in that same car and tried to race. It was like another 10 or 15 laps of the broken tie rod. Oh, my God. I love it so hard. Did, yeah, it didn't go too well for other people, but I surely tried to send her. That's amazing. <laughs> God damn it. Um, okay. Uh, same style question, but it's more t- geared towards fear. When is the – can you recall in your memory behind the wheel of an automobile, whatever, it doesn't matter, car, hovercraft, airplane, when is the most terrified you've ever been behind the wheel of something? Um, I mean, I've done a lot of reckless things and personal automobiles, but I've also driven a lot of other people's cars and probably the most fear I ever felt is when I had a big tire car come loose at like the three thirty and turn completely sideways on me. Jesus. That was a little nerve nerve wracking for sure. You, and you drove out of it or what happened? Uh, drove out of it, didn't drive out of it through the chutes. I like, got out of it, tried to, you know, wheel it back through the chutes immediately and it straightened me up. But I ended up, you know, all the way to one side over the center line back. It was one of those epic videos you see where like, oh, he's going to crash and it ends like the, up not hitting nothing. Death wobble. Oh, yeah. But it was it was a very nerve wracking. Gives you a whole nother respect for an automobile when you can just have something going so smooth. Just go haywire in seconds. It's crazy. Was, was that the point in time when you're like, I'm never running big tires ever again because I'm trying <laughs> I'm tired of trying to make these big balloony floppy pieces of shit turn into a circle? It, it definitely it, <laughs> it definitely makes you think like you're about to strap into one of those. You're like, man, this thing could be as smooth as glass. Next thing you know, shake shake your eyeballs out of your head, kind of deal and everything. It just it's a wild ride for sure. But definitely love my radials over big tire stuff. Yes. Speaking of radials, bud, I have seen uh, a 1320 video that got posted today, and it's basically just mm. bagging everybody else on the Cletus channel in terms of speed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you dipped your nuts in some chocolate sauce and just let them eat. Like I f- I'm pretty sure you have what I what I think was the fastest car on the channel. Is that what the title was? Uh, yeah, the fastest car in Cleats Street. Ah, dude, it's um, such a good feeling. Is it not such a great feeling having the fastest car out of your channel? I feel that's like a relatable thing we got. You it's know? just a we good almost thing. Like, we're like oh, Eskimo brothers with the fast sh- cars. Shit's <laughs> getting deep over here. Feels so good, dude. But you, guys I mean, need, dude. you guys need a moment? You want me to leave? Uh, we are the moment. <laughs> Sitting so, here just touch clo- tips. Just, just close your eyes for about 17 seconds and we'll be Let right. it happen. Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, I can't. I, I, I think it's awesome that 
I love your 240 so much. I think it's such a badass car. And now you have IDS under the ass end of it that's doing some serious work as well. Yeah. Tell I us mean, a little I had bit the, about that. So I had IDS on board when it was still IRS, a nitrous car. And going with them, you know, finding them, becoming great friends with them, and buying their product to put on my car really made it crazy fast for what it was. I mean, I was welded diff stock advanced auto part axles going 118 to the 60 foot going 490s like it was a bracket car yeah and then i was at the point where i was like i need a faster car it can't be nitrous anymore how can i make an extra 200 horsepower and the easiest way to do it was with a turbo so strap the big old turbo strap the big old turbo on it got bouncing ideas back and forth because they tried doing the s13 kit previously and they were like um Look, it's going to be a lot to try to make it work. Can't swing it right now. Buy an S14. And I actually bought an S14 shell. And I was going to swap chassis just to have a straight axle because I knew I was – I mean, I've, I've broken three diffs in about 27 axles trying to go fast. And I was like, I can't – the no-time racing, grudge racing, you can't have a car that at any given moment can break an axle and leave you dead in 10 feet. Yeah, you're so paying, I was like, all right. You're paying punk out at that point. Oh, 100%. So I was like, look. Found an S13 or S14 chassis. They're like, we'll hook you up. We'll make it right. We'll get you a straight axle deal. So bought the car. This was before I turboed the S13. They're like, had it. Didn't really do nothing with it because I wanted to go like crazy cage, like 25-1, like make it a pro mod pretty much. Then they hit me up. They're like, hey, look, did you swap any of your stuff over? I was like, no, I haven't. They're like, well, we got the S13 kit coming. And so we're gonna, we're, yeah, well, I kept the car. I'm making it a drift car now, but they're like, look, we want you to test it for us. You're the R and D guy. So I was like, perfect. I just put together this combination. That's going to make 1600 horsepower for it. So why not test it the best way possible? And I mean, I did it. I mean, in my garage here, I installed the entire eight, eight kit from, you know, on Jackson Jack stands just to prove that, you don't need a fancy shop to put this kit in. Anyone can do it in their garage. Yeah. So strap that kit in there, finish the turbo kit, um, put a, a, a bigger motor in it. I only had a rod piston six liter, ended up hurting it turbo when it was still IRS on the dyno. So ended up with a 427, you know, re deal. Put it all together, put it on the dyno. It made crazy power, it made 1,300 horsepower on 15 pounds of boost, Jesus. which is – yeah, it was. I mean, it made it made a thousand horsepower on wastegate. It was making about like nine pounds of boost on wastegate. So oh, I was yeah, like, "Oh, yeah. this thing's this thing's gonna be an animal." Yeah. Went to the track and literally, the first pass, it went. It matched the IRS sixty foot. It went one eighteen, right off the trailer. First pass down the track, on no boost control, just on wastegate. It was making like four pounds on the brake. So I was like, well, "This is wild." Six passes later, the thing already went 111 to the 60 foot. I mean, it's just, it's a monster. That The IDS, both John and David over there and, and their boys smack, they got this thing figured out for sure. Is it's that, awesome. is their suspension system, I understand, is you, you, you talked about how you can just bolt it in on jack stands. Does it, is it based off of like 8.8 .8 Mustang geometry? So it's like a bolting cradle and it retains yeah. Fox body S95 style geometry? So pretty yeah, pretty much it looks – the back of my car looks like the back of yours. It has, you know, it's a subframe that bolts into the stock location, so it's all class legal stuff. The yeah. coils stay in stock location on the car. 
But on the 88 housing, you have your uppers like a Fox body or SM95, you know, your, your, you know, 87 to 04 Mustang style upper arms. And then you just weld your brackets on the, on the 88 housing for your lower control arm. And on the subframe has the front mounts for that, for that lower arm. And then on that, on that bracket has the coil mounts, but it yeah. all bolts in uses factory location. So it's class legal. It doesn't matter how strict the class is. They can never boot you in tech for having this kit. It's nice. It's a, it's a nice, nice feature to have a bolt in kit that, I mean, besides, I mean, the only thing you have to do is weld in your, your control arm brackets and stuff like that. But I mean, you don't need nothing crazy to do it. I mean, I take welded all mine because I have that here at my house, but you can literally and, tack it in and take it to a chassis shop and they can weld it in for you. And because you're just a show off. <laughs> I mean, you're going to buy a welder. Why buy a MIG, you know? I tell you what, I, when I was, I had that S13 coupe. And when I was on my back in a gravel pull apart, getting a Q45 differential out of a rust box pile of trash, Man, it would have been nice to have a bolt-in solution. <laughs> I, could just I can tell you this. Everyone, I mean, I'm sure it's going to, you know, fire some people up to hear this, but if you're putting a Q45 diff and you have an auto in your S chassis, you're just wasting time and money. I mean, I've been fast, gone fast on a stock S13 408 ratio diff. And I mean, I literally just weld them up. I mean, yeah. I've bought three of them for 40 bucks and... You know, now, I when you weld the diff on an IRS, like you, let's say you take you take it out, you weld it all up. What happens to the chassis if you're a hundred foot out and you break an axle? I mean, you just just like anything that breaks an axle at a hundred foot out, it you know it free revs that other tire. You know, it spins it you know right to the moon to the chip. Hopefully, you can react fast enough to not just stay there. Mm -hmm. But if you know you're any kind of driver, I mean, you just kind of. It shakes a little bit, but not not too bad. It usually just spins the other tire that's still getting power. So you they usually break. They usually break before a hundred foot, though. Usually ten feet. If they're going to break, it's in the first ten foot. Or on a, a gear change randomly. Like here's here's the thing that I always that spooks me about locking any type of independent axle. When it, when you see the Hondas, the front wheel drive sport front wheel drive cars break an axle way out on track, and they just hard right into the wall. It's a different. <laughs> it's a whole different situation, but. It is so terrifying to watch that stuff happen. I mean, getting uh, break, breaking an axle and uh, getting into like getting out of the groove is essentially the same thing, right? I mean, I'm like, never it, in the I'm never yeah. in the groove. So uh, it happened to. And the only reason I bring that up is because we've talked about him before. David Farlow with the four eyed yellow car um, this past weekend. He pedaled the car out of a wheelie. It got out of the groove. He had one tire in the groove. One right side was in the marbles, stood back on it in the right lane and slapped the ball with the rear quarter. Back it up, back it up. What was in the mar in the marbles? What what is this? In the marbles time you're out of the groove. Yeah, I, I just wanted to call I wanted to call Rye out on it because I've never heard him use that term before. And I feel like he just read it and drag illustrated and wanted to pepper it into the conversation. And I definitely did not, but James knew exactly what I was talking about. Oh yeah. No, I mean I can figure it out based on yeah, yeah. the, the oh, surrounding I can, words. I can figure but, it out. You know, I'm just trying to play cool over here, just trying to see, okay. you know. Yeah. Okay, so I know James is gonna be on the podcast tonight. I better get race car urban <laughs> dictionary out and yeah. I want to impress him. I don't want to look stupid in front of James. Hey, James, will you touch my marbles? I mean, get in the marbles. <laughs> get out of my marbles. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 rough shape out there. But relating to Honda front-wheel drive, I mean, when you're when you're powering a car with the front wheels and you're scaled, you know, they're 1,800-pound cars. Yeah. And they're 80-plus they percent on the nose and 20 right. in the rear. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's one of those things. It's that 
you're just asking for it, you know, when those things break. Yeah, Hondas are pretty much uh, pretty much the baddest thing on the road. You know what I mean? It just kind of is what it is. You gotta have a you gotta have a big set of nuts to drive a something like a '91 CRX, something like that. Big <laughs> CRX guy. See. Yeah, I got got a, I got a question in the comments. What's the deal with the black Power Ranger logo on the car? Was that the original name of the car? Uh, no, actually, there's a backstory to that. Uh, my good buddy Nate, Doctor Tunamal. I used to ranch on the car. Actually, LS Swap built the whole car in his driveway. He's got a little small shop he shares with his family. And his uncle was kind of like a stifler. And he he found this. My car was on a trailer in the yard. He found this Power Ranger mowing the yard and took the time out of his day to duct tape it to the front of my bumper. So since then, I just have JB welded it to the bumper and it's become a part of the car. (laughs) That's I mean, it's been four years or four going on, going on five years of having that black Ranger, a part of the car. And it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, when somebody that takes their time to do that, you just know you got to keep it. Oh, hundred yeah. um, percent. Now in terms of where you are in, in life, I have to imagine that in the car community going out as you is more difficult than maybe five, six years ago in terms of people coming up to you, talking to you, asking you for, I mean, I'm sure you get mobbed when you, when you're in the car community or doing stuff. Um, is that something that you have to deal with on a, on a more frequent basis now than say five, six years ago? Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's, it's definitely been a, uh, you know, like a eye opener, like, wow, you know, the car community is so big, so many people are involved in it. So now, I mean, I go to the track, I, I can go into the middle of Georgia at a, you know, backwoods kind of track for a no time grudge event style deal. And I have people that you wouldn't think are into the YouTube thing come up to me goes, Hey, you know, you're James from the Cletus channel. This and that's so cool to see you out here. And I mean, this is stuff, I mean, grudge racing, no time racing is what I've done since I was 14. I mean, I've been doing it for almost 15 years now. And and it's just a very small world too. the grudge and no time. world. It's a very small sect of, of drag racing. I've noticed. Oh, 100%. And it's like to see people in that community that I've known, like guys I've followed as a kid, you know, I was 14, 15, like this guy's so cool. He's got three grudge cars. He's always winning big money at these races. And you go to these races with the car that you always had and, and you're getting recognized because he saw you on YouTube on a video and he's like, hey, man, big fan. It's like only if you knew that for the last 10 years I've been, you know, following <laughs> you off your grudge races and your ups and downs and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's it's definitely definitely a, a big deal out there, yeah. For is sure. There a, is there a moment in your uh, professional career, and I do I I a lot of jabs, a lot of barbs uh, towards each other and joking around, but I will say that the the Cletus channel and and what you guys do as far as content, it's a it's a full time job and it takes a, a level of seriousness that a lot of people don't understand because a lot of it is you got to be jovial and happy, but it's a it is a full time plus job. Is there, a, is there a moment in your career um, with the Cletus channel that you could look back and say, oh, oh damn, this is happening. Like, this is, this is going to be huge. Like, I'm going to be – people are going to want to talk to me on a frequent basis. Was there a turning point or a moment where you were like, oh, shit? So, thankfully for me, that happened literally like in a month of employment. Yeah. And it's when I actually met you. We were up at uh, uh, Streetcar Takeover. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it was one of those things I showed up, I rented a, I mean, I rented a car because I couldn't leave when they left cause I had a kid on the way. So I like rented a car, drove straight through to North Carolina, met them at, um, you know, met 
you know, Cletus and Cooper and all the guys at the uh, pre-meet. And we were in the parking lot there and hanging out. You were pitted across from us. And I was like, oh, man, look at that. You know, look at that RX-7. That's a cool car, this and that. And next thing you know, I'm selling, you know, he's like, hey, man, we just sell shirts to this much, you know, this and that. So I was like, all right, whatever I can do. I can sell T-shirts. I'm selling shirts. The next thing I sell a T-shirt and this guy's like, hey, man. I want you to sign it. I'm like, you want me to? You want you want me to sign it? I've been working for like two weeks, three weeks now, and he's like, yeah, I want you to sign it. This and that, and you know, it's like, I was like, all right, and I started signing shirts, and I was like, man, this is this is crazy. Everyone's just coming up and wants to talk to me about all this stuff. I'm like, huh? I'm just some kid at this point, you know. I just yeah. got hired on, and I'm just the mechanic behind it all. But I mean, it it's definitely one of those surreal moments then. But it it happened. I mean, that was literally three weeks into being employed for him so but before that you were i mean you had been on his channel quite a few times and did you work for kevin before that or no i've known kevin from racing before that um i actually so a little like back history of what i've done my dad's my dad owned a transmission shop for 30 years that like did general automotive repair but specialized in racing transmissions so we did a lot of you know power glide triple 400 seven hour fours a bunch of performance transmissions for the whole like racing community and so i always had my foot in the door with the racing stuff and so growing up with you know the father who owns a shop i learned all my mechanical skills from him but i I know the general stuff wasn't for me. I needed to be doing something in the performance world, kind of like shop hop from the time after high school and like through college and all that stuff and ended up getting a job at a custom shop building like uh, pro touring style hot rods for a couple of years. And it was cool, but it was just like too, everything was too nice. Everything was too fancy, powder coated frames. And I was just like, I, yeah. I can't, I need race car stuff. <laughs> and they're and never going to be, I on. can't work under these yeah. conditions, dude. <laughs> just, I'm going to chip I mean, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like white glove tree. And then you, you know, you build this car that's got 700 horsepower. And the next thing you know, the guy goes out and he doesn't, you know, it comes back in three months because it's fouled the plugs because the secondaries on the carburetor never opened up. So yeah, just all like, he, all, he just idles it. Yeah. You go to fairgrounds yeah. good guys. What was this? Yeah, uh, you said, exactly. You said word, I didn't understand a word. Something about a burderator, carburetor. It's called hor- horsepower in a body, carburetor. The, the old, yeah. oh, okay, okay. I know all about yeah. those. The, hey, Rye, Ry, you're 100 years old. What's a carburetor? Uh, a leaking toilet. <laughs> good to yeah, know. That's, exactly, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's an easy way to put it. Yeah, hey, so uh, it's like... What, yeah, also, just real quick, I hate to interrupt everybody, but James, if you could be on our on our podcast every week, because we're at like 700 plus views, we're usually at seven. Yeah. So if you could just do this <laughs> weekly, that would be great. That would be wonderful. Um, so continue on. So you're you're working at a shop and it's too fancy and you said, I need to do grungy shit. Yeah, it's like too fancy. And I mean, it's cool. Like, I mean, learned a lot of stuff there, met a lot of good people, but I was just like, man, I need to be around race cars. So I started working back from my dad I was working at him at the time I got hired from Cletus and you know, he just, we've met a couple of times, like cross paths at the racetrack, like knew of each other, but didn't like know each other. And he was like, made a post on Facebook, wanted somebody that could wire the crown pick. This is going way back neighbor days. Yeah. Wire the crown pick. So I was like, Hey man, I was in the middle of just rewired the 240. So I like sent him a couple of pictures. I was like, Hey, I just did this. I was like, I can come part-time wire up the car for you. And he goes, all right. And then he, you know, talks around the car community. We know a lot of the same people. They tell him, yeah, you know, this is a good guy. He knows his stuff. He's, he's the guy to do it. 
so I show up the next day and this Crown Vic is fresh blown up off the dyno with the four six in it, you know. Oh not I'm like, oh okay. These guys like to party. Yeah, I was like, all right, well I thought I was watering a car and next thing you know, I'm taking the thing apart, making sure that, you know, the G T five hundred motor can fit. And then come lunchtime, he was like, Man, you've done a lot already in the four hours you've been here. And since then it was a full time gig. He's like, Hey, let's make this full time. You like the party, I like the party, let's make it a party kind of thing and that's how it just snowballed into what it is now. So That's awesome, man. you talk about like, you talk about it like it's a long time ago, but streetcar takeover was just in, that was a memorable event for me because that was the first time I ran an eight second pass. That was 2018. That's just barely over two years. It's not that long ago. So yeah, you really strapped a rocket to your ass, Jables. Yeah. The growth that you oh, guys well, have seen in these past two years is exponential, dude. It's insane. Well, well, two years, I mean, two years is, is a short amount of time, but the amount of stuff that we have done in two years, it's not even, not even just like growth channels, just like the amount of things that I have done that I wouldn't have been able to do if it wasn't for where I am now Yeah, is ridiculous. I mean, three, three race weeks in two years. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. You know, it's like who, who can say they went on a week long vacation, they go racing for five days. Well, and even so, the the effects of the Cletus Channel spread. I honestly would venture to say even farther than you guys know, because there's, for example, I work obviously I manage a shop in Louisville, and Dynasty. Now that we have 850 people watching Dynasty in Louisville, Kentucky, if you guys need anything, um, but there are people that come in and they will sit on their phones, and I'll hear your voice in the waiting room. And I'd be like, damn it. And I'll walk out there and they're just <laughs> vibing so hard to whatever most recent episode is up. And I always feel like such a joke. And I'm like, yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, I, I know those guys. So it's like, yeah. whatever. And they're like, yeah, nobody cares. And they just turn the volume up and <laughs> stop listening to me. Um, but it's, it is, I it's mean, a, that it's cool to see. The how crazy the thing is, is like the day I, the day I met you was, the parking lot of twin peaks at the pre-meet then the next day you're letting me take apart your car after we just beat you first round at a race. <laughs> yes. and you're yes. letting me some guy you met 24 hours ago take apart your car with you for a piece so we can get our car back running to make the next round you and just it's got like a good vibe dude the vibe was there it was a good vibe that's but that's the racing community it's such a tight-knit family and you you know like if somebody's there with you at a race and they're willing to do that that that's a genuine person and it's i mean from there our friendship just grew i mean it's yeah. just just like a just a bro just an all-around bro yeah. ship yeah. <laughs> it's it is cool too because i'm i'm sure rye will echo this these feelings but every time we see a clapped out sticker on a car like people that i haven't talked to since like high school will send me pictures of the ass end of the 240 like did you know that james has a sticker on the back <laughs> yeah. of his car and i'm like i don't even know who james i don't even met that guy i don't even know who he is yeah he bought that sticker he must be, <laughs> yeah he must be a fan he's a big fan <laughs> yeah but no it means a lot i mean rye you're welcome to interject here as well i'm sure it gets you I, every time somebody sends it to me i'm like i didn't sign off on this what the hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're calling our attorney right now <laughs> it's just me but um Casey in the comments wants to know if you can do a twin charged build. I don't a turbo and a supercharger. So I mean, when, anything's pop. Anything's possible. Have you guys dabbled with the idea of doing Barra stuff? Yes and no. Uh, we've been on the fence about 
going into getting a barra and all that stuff. We got actually a shop local to us that gets them imported, but it's just like one of those things. It's like another unknown power plant to be put in a car and, yeah. you know, try to like learn it as we go. Yeah. And if you break it, not you're saying we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not saying we won't do it, but uh, we, we've thought about it just not seriously enough to, to bite the bullet. Uh, another question has popped up a couple of times here, and I think it's right over your shoulder there. What's up with the Nova? Yeah, she's right here. She's she's waiting. Um, I was going to – I have a Dart block for it, Dart Next block. That's pretty much there. I just need to figure out whether I'm going to go nitrous or turbo, slide the cam in, set of heads. But there's a pretty serious uh, stock block racing association uh, group of guys that, you know, Really, really, really good group of guys that started this kind of class race in no time world where you got to have a stock block, you know, kind of similar rules to what I tailored the 240 around at first. Bullhorns kicked me out of the class. So I went turbo (laughs) and they have like an X, they have like an X version. I I was like, I need more power to to be a top dog. So like going turbo, I can be with with the top end of the class kind of deal. So I'm thinking I'm going to put a stock block nitrous motor back together and put it in the car for the uh, for next year's season for that. Run it that way for the uh, for the year, and then put the dark block in it with a either a single 106 or like twin ProMod 91s, and just go really fast. I know it's a haul, but uh, Carolina No Time has a stock block class that you would probably do very well in. Yeah, the the time I'm shooting for with the stock block nitrous stuff, I can run uh, the the small block nitrous class too and be competitive. Not be a top dog, but be competitive go rounds. Yeah, I mean this. I've driven the Nova. The I mean a little backstory on the Nova is I've I've driven the car. It was my dad's car. I drove it for him from the time I was 14 to 18. I bought it from him when I was 18 and raced it till I was uh, at 22, 23. Uh, had a really bad wheelie accident, blew a front strut, tore up a bunch of sheet metal because it was all factory front end on it still. And since then, I've just been slowly like back burner projecting it. Uh, did a tube front end, uh, Mustang style front strut, stuff like that on it. And just kind of like feeling out which way I should go. I really want to back half the car and four link it. But knowing doing that, it's like I'm taking that leap and it only, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much pushing the car into a corner at that point on where I can run it and what classes I can run it in. So I figure I keep at least spring do the you know nitrous small block stock block racing with it, and see where that goes for a year. After that year's up, you know doing you know probably that dart block with some some twin eighty eights or twin ninety ones. Try to make you know three thousand horsepower. I really feel like in this day and age, like stock block stock suspension is the I won't say the cheapest way, but the easiest way to fit into a multitude of classes to have the most fun when you start ladder bars, four link and all that stuff. Like you really, like you just, yeah. you, you pigeonhole yourself in these classes where like, okay, I, unless I'm willing to spend everything I have in my checking account, I'm not going to be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> the, the thing is, is, is once you, once you four link a car that, that, you know, once you back half a car like that, you're pretty much signing yourself up to race against somebody that's got a half a mil in their car at any oh, given time you roll into the track. Or you know, just it's like one of those things. Go, or go bracket racing. Yeah. yeah. Something about you loading the 240 up and racing a half million dollar race car, though, is something I would love to see. Because seeing somebody put their stuff, first of all, open trailer with like an S10 towing the 240 to the track would be awesome. And then watching you put a half million dollar pro mod on the trailer, I would 
set it as the screensaver to everything I do in life. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, part of the, I mean, part of the why I just love your guys' clapped out part of it because that car, like, you look at it and you're like, wow, that is so clapped. Like that car is a pile of junk. And then yeah. I take the hood off and you're like, holy shit, this thing yeah. is actually pretty nice. And then it kind of, I, I kind of like, you know, buffed the whole clap look because it's got a set of build specialties on it now. But when it was on Honda wheels in the back, yeah. spray painted set of welds in the front, you know, five lug in the front, four lug in the rear. Everyone was like, what is this? And it goes out there and he goes one team to the sixties, you know, 490 when it was a nitrous car. They're like, <laughs> oh my god what what is this you yeah. know like not knowing what's going on kind of and thing. and we love you to death here but that hood is, is my ugly. favorite thing ever it's is amazing it? it's the best part of the car <laughs> don't even try to shit on the hood here's the thing your car is the clapped out flagship it's 100%, not my car it it's not rise it's the flagship I love the, the fact of, that you fixed the hood from flying off but you still like you left the duct tape residue the, on the fenders it's the it, best so I did try. Well, the thing is, is it's plasti dip. The front fenders underneath the plasti dip are spray painted black. So plasti dip doesn't come off all that great. The duct no. tape melted in the sun <laughs> for too long. You can't get it off on the one side. I actually just recently like acetone brake clean wiped it down flat ish and just oh plasti dip back over it. But the thing is, is like, People buy like when people plastic dip a car, they buy the spray gun and the gallon jug. No, I go, I go and oh, hundred percent, five dollars and fifty eight cents at at Walmart. I get four cans. I can redo the entire car. Cost me, you know, like twenty four dollars, and it looks fresh. (laughs) I love it, dude. I think we need to do a clapped out flagship T shirt and just give the proceeds to plastic dip cans for him to use on the car. That's a really good idea. I bet there's four thousand pounds of plastic dip on that car. Just I do well. The same spot. A little secret. I do peel it off occasionally and start over because a you know grudge <laughs> car weights a thing, and doesn't have. I mean the paint. The paint from the body line down is actually clean, but body line up, you know, the typical T forty sun fake clear coat's gone. Yep. I so really thought. I really thought you were going to say like typical grudge game. I got to change the look of the car so they don't think it's the same car. I <laughs> thought about doing. That. I thought about stripping the black and going white plastic dip, but. I mean, it's pretty, 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 you know, no matter the color of the car, it sticks out like it is. Is it harder to run grudge now that you have the following that you have? Like people know the car or is it an advantage? They know you. I I bet it it could be an advantage if you play your cards right. Yeah. um, It can go both ways. I mean, that I, I haven't had much time this season between the car being down and being gone out of town to really get to some of the big road races, but we have a couple big ones coming up. So, I mean, the car uh, over OSW has a big one at the end of the year, uh, Baldy White throws the race, no guts, no glory. It's like a four day grudge, you know, fiasco. You can't get in the staging lanes if you don't have a locked in race. So whether you're running a buddy for a hundred bucks or you're calling somebody out for, you know, $50 just to get down the track, I went to that and it, the car was recognized right away. And I'm like, well, this is a good thing, a bad thing, but no one really knew. So it was easy to get a race, but hard at the same time. So it goes both ways, but it it definitely does make it a little bit trickier because anyone can Google, you know, LS 240 and nine times out of 10, the car pops up. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's still at the end of the day, it's small block, small tire, single stage, right? 
like yeah at, at the time but yeah now it's you know single power adder you know single turbo oh, sing, deal, yeah but. single power adder you should be able to get a race on almost yeah almost yeah now garage place i mean i know like i'm in north carolina and it's i'm sure you know like the grudge scene is tremendous here it's gigantic and yeah. you, you sit around for four hours barking in a big circle talking about who's going to be the dp man how much we running for blah blah blah. stipulations this that oh and the other God, i just got so lost i don't know what any of those words mean yeah and then nothing ever happens so i can only imagine it gets incrementally more difficult when people see your car in the limelight so that's 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 where the question kind of derived from yeah i mean it it definitely definitely makes it easier because some people are like oh i've seen that car i want to race it hey let's run for 500 bucks and it's you know heads up eighth mile pro tree first one wins you know first one there wins so it's either really easy or it's like oh that car looks so fast i don't want to run it i'll run it and then next thing you know you got someone with a 700 plus cubic inch motor on like two kids like hey man let's race and it's like uh no you have you know again 25 2600 horsepower i don't four digits on motor get away from me yeah your 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 nitrous motor on you know na just made 1700 horsepower stay away from me you know it's like so what is is there anything in the pipeline right now and you obviously you don't have to talk about it specifically is there anything in the pipeline right now that you are extremely excited about that you cannot unveil to like the fans of the Cletus channel or to your personal friends, things like that? Do you have anything cooking right now? That you, can't, <laughs> you can't tell you, anybody else, but you, you tell can't, us. Like, it's just like, first of all, it's just you, me, Ryan, like a thousand people watching. So yeah, like literally just, nobody else, just 906 so, other people are listening. Just, that's it. So like, what's going on? Like, what's up with you, bud? I mean, we got everything's out there right now. I mean, we got Australian cars hitting a burnout pad for Cletus and cars. I mean, we posted about maybe putting an SB 2.2 motor in white trash. I was just going to ask, every, them, did you yeah, find an everything's SB2? out there? Have not, but really haven't been looking at the five through that's in there is a champ and it's still kicking good. <laughs> it is not, it, it is it not blown up by go. any means. It, it's definitely got another burnout or two in it, but I mean, it is literally a 140 something thousand mile stock bottom end. I threw a cam used heads that needed to be cut they're not flat to begin with head studs <laughs> the heads are on and an that, angle off the block yeah that thing has been living at 7700 rpm on 250 shot dry and, and you, it's, spray, you spray it during the burnout right from the time i start to the time i stop it'll burn <laughs> i mean i run i literally start with the 10 pound bottle at like a psi bottle pressure and it is dead empty when i'm done that's amazing <laughs> god that's amazing so Oh, hey, speaking yeah. of nitrous, on the 240, how many times have you got, experienced a nitrous backfire in the S13 when it was nitrous combo? I only had one real bad nitrous backfire, and it was at that Orlando Grudge race. Uh, it literally flameballed out of my homemade hood before I had the nice cow hood <laughs> up over <laughs> roof yeah. line, like almost to the back window. Like it was pretty yeah. bad, but that was the only time I've ever had a real bad yeah. nitrous backfire. How many, how, how many times did you have to go in the stands to pick up your carburetor? <laughs> waddle up there and get it. yeah that it actually blew like so on a booster like dominator it's got like a billet slugs in them yeah. and it actually launched them out onto the track like the hit the hook out of them. and yeah i only found three went on the starting line and at the 60 foot cone on against the wall it was the fourth one man so it was pretty wild Hey, is there anybody from high school that you hate and you want to tell like hey look how good i'm doing now in life go ahead and do it right now because uh i'd like to hear that <laughs> uh i mean 
there was one time I had my English teacher in uh, senior year tell me that I was never going to make it as nothing. Yes. Because I could care. I could care. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did she actually say you're never make it as nothing? I. She retired the year I graduated. You and made like, someone I, retire. Yeah, she was pretty <laughs> fired up. And she was like screaming, slapped her desk, was telling me I'll never be nothing in my life. I was like, I don't need to read this book to work on this car. I'm good. I'll make <laughs> it'll never be nothing. And like slapped her desk and then come to find out, because I have a younger sister that's a couple years younger than me. I was like, hey, is, I think her name was like Miss Henderson. I was like, is Miss Henderson still there? She goes, no, she's not. I was like, oh, oh. my God. Yeah. So you, made, so you made this poor English teacher retire with your disgusting oh. ability to not follow schoolwork. Hey, she I, was mad. I, I feel bad. I've, I've been there. I wore a Hooters shirt my senior year and my photography teacher who had a mullet and didn't shave her legs sent me to the, princi- sent me to the principal's office for it. Are you talking about an ex-girlfriend or a teacher? Uh, a teacher and she told me I would never be shit. I wouldn't amount to shit. Look at me now. I called a math teacher at Wabonzi Community College to see you next Tuesday and then got expelled by email. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pushed three desks together and I slept on the desks in the back room, back of the room. Mr. Tarrant. And I was like, what? And uh, then she expelled me. Said I, I called her soon. The, the email I got was, I should, I should pull it up. It's hilarious. But yes, I did get expelled that's, for that. That's great. You know, the, you know, those memes you see where it's like Sharpie and someone draws like a big old wiener and Sharpie and then makes it a cat. So like yep. I used to do stuff like that on our whiteboard a bunch. So she didn't like me to begin with. <laughs> and then it just like it was a year long of just back and forth i was kind of like that funny guy that everyone liked had no enemies in high school everyone thought oh this kid's funny yeah yeah it was a lot of that this kid keeps drawing dicks and he refuses to read his books <laughs> Pretty i much. have a uh james i have an instagram that i started i need you to look at <laughs> oh yeah it's good you got you a gram? <laughs> oh dude I, all right before he tells he talks about this i have to say i thought rye was full of shit so the, when we met at Z-Max, we were at the hotel and I, had there, I still have it somewhere. I got to find it. It's a receipt. And Rye is sketching something on this receipt. And then he hands it over to me and it's this amazing, like super bad quality penis drawing with <laughs> Viking, like a Viking helmet coming out. It, it's a Viking dick that he, draw me, he drew me. And what was the name of your Instagram? So it's Kaka, C-O-C-K-A underscore doodles kaka underscore doodles it got hacked and i lost control of it but if you go there <laughs> it's the it's, all rise dick drawings it's just a bunch of dick drawings oh, uh and yeah that, it got so good to the point where somebody actually got one of them tattooed on their butt cheek but yeah, that was uh, an Instagram that I started. I was like, you know what? I'm going to grow this and somebody at some point is going to buy this from me. They're going to like, <laughs> this yeah. is gold. Like make it, yeah. you remember like the old far side calendars, you tear it off as a new comic every day. I thought that was what yeah. it was going to turn into. And then I tried to sign into it one day and it got hacked. We're not buying this. I'll just take it. I can, draw, <laughs> I can draw two things, dicks and cars. And that's, that's the extent of my talents. Jables, we are reaching the hour moment on our pod. I hate to cut it because it, we have so many live viewers and Rye's going to scold me for it after the fact. Unless unless you're not going to scold me. You're gonna, Rye yells at me when we go off air. I mean, no, we're screams good. at me. Get out um, while the getting's good. But I will say it means a ton to have you as a supporter of Clapped Out. And from the moment we touched tips, I knew this was going to be a special relationship. <laughs> 
And I think strong, strong one at that. Strong <laughs> one at that. And uh and really, dude, for for the bottom of my cold callous heart, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. And uh, I'm sure Rye wants to stroke you a little bit too. So go ahead, yeah, Rye. We love docking with you anytime, buddy. We will dock it up, bro. So Hell if yeah. anyone's that's, that's watching too, now take advantage of his fame. Clapped out on YouTube is uh it's a lot of full frontal male nudity if you're into that. So go ahead and check that out. <laughs> That's a good. I think that's pretty much the extent of what we do on, on that our works. YouTube channel. Make we sure. will have to. We'll have to get together at some point. Get the gang back together. Hell yeah! Yeah, y'all. Y'all need to come south for a race. We race year round down here, so yes, we do. Someone has a quarter mile time to beat, so maybe he should go down south. I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on a torque converter. Yeah, but uh, we'll be there ready to enable. Thank you, yeah, thank you so drag much. That thing, drag that thing down to BMP, Rainton Motorsports Park. Hell yeah. Or any on Ruby afterwards. You can get your time you need to beat. Dude, Ruby's flying now, man. I don't know that I want much to do with that just yet. Yeah, that's, it's, it's on a soft team. It's <laughs> on a soft team. Don't give me that bullshit, dude. <laughs> it actually, dude, it, it's pretty crazy. So going like eight O's was on 36 pounds of boost. Yeah. And redid that turbo kit, and it's going 760s on 24 pounds. It's fucking nuts, dude. That car yeah, is so. fucking screaming. I mean, what if I'm, you put your turbo out your hood, it might go faster, I think. That's Ooh. fair. I really... You probably need to, buddy, because you, otherwise you're not beating me. Turbo... <laughs> does anybody sell a turbo lift kit? Leave it in the comments. So, you know. I got the old kit for sale. <laughs> uh, kit, kit, number, kit number 697. It's sitting on the floor at the shop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe Love one it. day. Mm. All right. Head over to Cletus McFarlane on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't already. I'm pretty sure anybody listening to this has. It probably not. already subscribed. Yeah. yeah. Head over to youtube.com slash clapped out or clappedout.com slash store. Pick up some merch and some gear as you can this, see. Like this shirt. Yep. Boom. That one, that's limited edition. It's sold out. But we do have some other fancy back my shirts in there. Shirt. Oh, yep. We're going to start selling shirts that James has already worn. Yes, James is going to be sending that back to us along with his underwear that he's currently wearing. Yes. And we will be selling that to the highest bidder. <laughs> $16. Yeah. This is a Clapped Out Podcast. We're out. Peace. Thank you, James. Okay. Live stream is stopped. And we're still recording. So is this for iTunes? What are we doing here now? Is this like the B-roll?